Welcome everyone. Oh, welcome everyone to the Ave Torah Daf Yom Yishur. Today's Shur is Daf Lamed Aleph. We'll begin on Daf Lamed Amur Bet. Um, today's Shur Bezat Hashem will be Leilu Nishmat Mayor Shlomo Ben Alisa, um, the father of Ivan Cohen, one of the first um, attendees of our Daf Yom Yishur. Shem should give his neshama a resting place in Gan Eden. Anyone who would like to dedicate an upcoming shiur, welcome to call. And Bezat Hashem, you'll get the zechut of the class as well as all the zechut that go with it. We are starting in Daflam with Amur Bet at the Gemara. And we said that in the beginning they would accept it. Did we do the Mishnah? We don't think we did the Mishnah even. No, we didn't. The Mishnah says as follows. But in the beginning, in the beginning, they used to accept eduta hodesh all day, meaning the betin gets sits down together and they decide whether or not they want to make a new month or not. There's only two choices. It's either day lamed becomes day aleph, that we call chaser, when we turn day thirty into instead of being thirty, we turn it into aleph, the first of the next month. That's chaser month. That means that the day the month before had only twenty nine days, or we leave day thirty as day thirty, and we make the next day day aleph, and then we call that male a full month, or or meubar or a pregnant month. Okay, now originally, so day thirty is the day when we decide whether it's going to be pregnant or not, because day thirty, if we accept it, a witness, and okay, mabruk, it's. Uh, going to be 29 days. If we don't accept witnesses, and it's Meubar, it's a, it's, a, it's a full month, it's a, it's a pregnant month, and the next month is, the next day is day Aleph. Now, they used to do that all day, which means that Betin would get into session at 6 o'clock in the morning, and they would wait there and accept witnesses, wait for witnesses till witnesses come. And if, it, if they don't come in the morning, we wait in the afternoon. They don't come in the afternoon, we wait towards the evening till sunset, they used to do in the old days. But, one time, the Edim were late in coming. And because they were late in coming, the Levi'im in the Beit HaMikdash messed up the Shir they were supposed to do. Okay, what they messed up, we're going to see in the Gemara. So what do they do? The rule is, now, from now on, they made a Takana that we stop accepting witnesses. The Imbao Edim in the if witnesses came from Manhattan on, then, and we're talking about it, talking about the month of Rosh of Tishri, where the question is, what day is going to be Rosh Hashanah? So, if witnesses come from Manhattan on, no, again, Otoyom Kodesh, Umahar Kodesh. We act as if that day is holy, and the next day is holy. So there's two days of Rosh Hashanah. We make two days of Rosh Hashanah because the witnesses came from Manhattan on. We're going to make two days of Rosh Hashanah. Right. Mishcharav, right. Mishcharav, Bet Mekdash. Once the Bet Mekdash was destroyed, so now there's no problem of Levi'im messing up the, the, the Shia and the Bet Mekdash. Because unfortunately, there is no Beit Hamikdash, so the Levim can't mess up anything. So the rabbis made the rule 
Hetkinu Yochum Zakai, Shu Mekavli Dota Chodesh Koyom, Yochum Zakai would make a rule, a new rule saying Rabbi Yochum Zakai is saying that we could take it all day now. Before we were worried about Messiah Levim and Shir. Now there's no problem with Shir, unfortunately, and therefore take the witnesses back the way it was the old, the, beforehand, that they could take them all day. What does that mean, missing up the, the shear? What about like Mahalev, the holiday or something else? Okay, good. There's a Torah, there's a Gemara. You're on the right program. Let's see. What, how do they mess up in the shear? The Gemara wants to know. It says, Okay. So there's a Machloket. According to, in Bavel, the, in, there's the Machok between Bavel and Israel, how they explain the same Mishnah. They were, in those days, there were rabbis in Bavel and rabbis in Israel. And the rabbis in Bavel had their way that they explained this Mishnah, and the rabbis in Israel had their own way of explaining the Mishnah. The, the Mishnah says that they messed up the Shir. What they mess up, doesn't say. So, in Bavel, they said that the way they messed it up is that they didn't get to say Shir at all. They were, the Levim were waiting to say the Shir, and they didn't want to say the Shir because. They didn't know which one to do. They didn't know whether they should do a weekday one or a holiday one. Because the rule was that the morning, they always do the regular week. Every day of the week, we have a shear. The same one we do in the morning, you have a shear. And the Shalim would say that in the Beit HaMikdash. Now, mornings, no matter what, no one comes, no witnesses ever come in the morning. But if the, if the day 30 ends up switching to become Rosh Hashanah, so in the afternoon, you have to say the Rosh Hashanah one. Now, the Levi'im were always used to them coming because almost always the witnesses came on day 30. Elul happened to never be Mi'ubar. It happens, Elul happens to be a month that almost never, almost, almost never becomes a pregnant, pregnant month. It always is a 29-day month, and Rosh Hashanah almost always is on day 30. And Levi'im were kind of expecting that. And they were waiting for witnesses to come. And the witnesses weren't coming. And they waited so long, and Bavel, they say, that they waited so long that... They... they didn't say Shia at all because they were waiting to switch to the new Shia. They couldn't say the old Shia. And they said nothing. That's Bavel. In Israel, they explain it. No. They said the weekday one instead of saying the, the, the Shia. Meaning, they, they waited so long that Levim already said the Shia and then the witnesses came and they accepted the witnesses and now they said the wrong one. Look, we said the wrong one. That is the Israeli way of looking at the Mishnah. Okay? So again, so there's the Israeli Mishnah and the Babylonian Mishnah. Is there a difference in uh... A very big difference. You'll see in a second. Amar lo Reb Zeira told his son Abba, Puk Tanihu, go tell those Babylonian guys. Right? The Pasuk says, it says in the Mishnah, Hitkinu shloyum kamim edut al-Chodesh. It says they made a takana that they're not going to accept the exclusion El Adam Elcha. The, the brighter, our mission doesn't say this exact words, but the brighter, which has its own version of saying the same story, says that when they made the takana, they said, in, they made a takana that they only accepted to mincha in order that they don't say, that they say, the, that they're able to say the shira not messed up. And when you say shira not messed up, it sounds more like the Rabbis from Israel, because it sounds like they messed up and they said the wrong one. If you say, you understand? 
So why is he telling the, the, the Babylon? Tell the Babylon rabbis who oh, think. Oh, tell the Babylon rabbis who think that it means you didn't say it at all. Look, the Brighta says a different version of the story, and in their version of the story, it says they have to say Shlobashibush. I understand it makes sense if they said Shiratichol, Hainu de Keshibush. That's what they mean, they messed up. El Yamut Lamut Kav, you want to say they didn't say it at all. Maishibushika, that's not a mess up. Well, they wouldn't say the word messed up. They would say, they would say you didn't say it. Why would they say didn't mess up? Did the Levim have a different song they sang in Menachat uh, time at the end of the day? Yeah, the, the, it depends. They always said the same one in the morning. morning. Correct. Uh-huh. But, so says the Gemara, no, not necessarily. Came with Lomar Kal, and the Chashibush Kadom, he said, the Gemara answered back, no. Not saying, not saying Shia at all. It's the biggest blunder in the world, the biggest mess up in the world. So you're going to say, oh, well, you see that it says the word mess up. So it says the word mess up. You see that they messed up. They said the wrong one. See? No, it's not, not necessarily. Mess up could also refer to missing it. It's also a mess up. Yeah, but, uh, okay. Meaning, does the word, does the word shibush, mess up, could it, does it have to refer to messing up by doing something wrong? Or could mess up be missing something? The understanding of mess up could also be missing something, and therefore you don't have proof. Another proof. Mati Rav Acha Barhuna. Rav Acha Barhuna has a question. It says, Tamit Roshana Shachrit Kira Behilchato. Tamit Roshana Shachrit is offered normally. That's always done, right? Meaning, on, on this day of 30, right? Tamit in the morning, of course, was done regular. Musaf Mahomer. At Musaf, what do you say? Blow to Hashem, blow to Hashem, to the God of Yaakov, that's Rosh Hashanah, Pizmon. Mincha, what do they say? Call Hashem Yachil Midbar. Rosh If Rosh falls out on a Thursday, that the regular Shira includes Hanin Lemozenu, which is the one we're doing for Rosh Hashanah. They wouldn't say Haninu, because they have to do the same one in the afternoon. Rather, what do they say? In the morning you use Hasirot. If the witnesses come with Tamin in the morning, then they say Haninu. Even though they can do it again in the afternoon. That's the end of the bright. Okay? So they they say different one mincha time or it's the same. You see, if the witnesses came, yes, they would say the same one again. No, I'm saying in general, don't they say this like they say the oh, same oh. one mincha and shachrit? So what's why can't they say the same one? Especially when the rabbi complained, right? Um, if if you say that when we don't know what's going on, we do the shirat dechol, That's why they said that they do a double. But if you claim that it means, like the, like the Babylonians said, and it means they didn't say anything at all, why do you say that they doubled it up? Right? You don't say anything at all? Right? If you're claiming that they didn't say anything, right, they're waiting to say it, then you shouldn't say anything with the Korban Tami in the morning because you don't say it. No. Over there, it's difficult because it's the shira of that day. Says Rashi. Dila olam kol hechta mesafka milta, go mimilcha, di hayom kidesh, 
לא שייך לממד החול. ואייה וחול לא שייך לממד הקודש. לא אמין כלל. והכה היינו תעמד אמר שירה דחול בחמישי בשבת. שירה דיומהו. הוא שירה ראוי לאמר היום, ואפילו בראש שנה, נאמר שירה דחול. בכל תמידי השחר. אלא בחמישי בשבת היו מכוונים אותו משום כפילה. הלכה כמסתפקלן, משום ספק, כפילה, לא אמרתי שיש תמיד. So, normally, if you're not sure what Levim are doing, you don't see anything, right? That's because uh, if they picked the wrong one, they messed up, right? But since Thursday is always okay, because you always do the morning one, that's why they, they, always, they always do the weekday one with the morning. The morning always has the weekday one. They never, they never ever switch the morning one because the, the Levim never came in the morning. So therefore, therefore, the Thursday one is always going to be right. The Levim never came in the morning? The Levim never came before. Oh, the the, the witnesses never come in the morning before, before they come. So they're, be- they're, they're regular sheet, uh... Yeah. Good. Now, here... So, wait, the, the question they had, the, the, the Rav Achaz question is that on Rosh Hashanah, they don't say, uh, they, they don't say the, the, the Thursday one because it, uh, they don't want to repeat it. But he's showing you that, that they must have said the wrong one, and not, they didn't say it all, they didn't say it all, they shouldn't have said it at all. They what? Or, sorry. I'm In right. other words... What's my team? The Huna. If the morning Tamid was offered, should they do... If they assume the witnesses are coming, they only say half in the morning and half in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And if the witnesses are not coming, then they do the whole... The whole thing in the morning? Right. The whole uh, thing in the morning. How would they know if the witnesses are coming in the morning? So, uh, if it, it... How would they know if the witnesses are coming? So what, what, what they normally do, they don't know, so therefore what they normally do is... They, they write... They, Normally they would let's let's go through the back one more time. Hold on. I gotta do this right. My answer is no. Shani Hatam Dishiradiyomahim. Since over there it's different. Normally the 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 Babylonians would answer normally they don't do anything. But here, since it's the shear of the day, they don't mind doing it. Yani. Usually if you're not sure, then you then you don't do you do nothing. Right? Because it, if it's a Tuesday, we're not gonna let you say a, a, a Tuesday one afterwards. But because we're afraid it might be the wrong one. But since they're all over here on Thursday, it's all the same one, that's why we let you do it. And that's what's different. Don't, don't bring it up. Whew. You ready for this? Let's go. We're very late. Let's go. Can we mind Let's getting go. moving? Tanya, we'll enter the bright If we down, man, we'll be a kiva. But you should What would they do on, on Sunday? What would they do on Sunday? That's what we do. Why, why do we do that? Because Hashem created the world. And he gave it to people. V'shalit b'lamon, he rules the world. That's why we do that on Sunday. V'shinim ha'omrim, g'dol Hashem m'lal me'od. Hashem is great and he's very, very praised. Why? Hashem she'echlik ma'asav v'malach alhem. Hashem split the things that he made and he ruled over them. V'shinim ha'omrim, Elohim b'nitzav ba'adat el. Hashem is standing in the, in the adat el, in the congregation of Hashem. Hashem she'gila eretz b'chokmato. Hashem revealed the world, the land, on that day, on the third day of creation, Hashem showed, showed, the, land. showed the land. Good. And prepared the word, world 
for his nation, for Kalisa. But if you buy a ring, what did he say? El Nikamot Hashem, Hashem is a God of, of, of Nikama. Why? Hashem Shibrah Hama Ulvanakos. Hashem created the moon and the sun. And Vatid Li Param Obdehem. And Hashem is one day going to collect retribution from those who serve those, those, uh, those two things. That's what, therefore, that's what we mentioned the since he created creatures on that day, and they all praise Hashem, therefore it's Haninu. Hashem Hashem put on on great greatness. Hashem finished his work and he ruled over all his work on the sixth day. So therefore, Hashem is putting on greatness. Now, why is Mizmor Shabbat? So, according to this, the reason why I say Mizmor Shabbat is we're talking about the future. One day there'll be a day Shikulo Shabbat, which means, according to Rashi, Yom Shikulo Shabbat, Shatid Haolam Liot Chalav, Ve'en Adam, Ve'cholam Alachot, Shabbat Alto Yom Omrim Shikulo Shabbat, which means that in the future there'll be no people in the world. After 6,000 years of creation, there'll be no people in the world. And that'll be Yom Shikulo Shabbat, that'll take a break. And therefore, that's why Hashem is saying Mizmor Shabbat on Shabbat. That's opinion A. Amar Nechemia, Why did the did the rabbis make a difference between these Pirakim? Ela, buddy, meaning why are you saying that one, two, three, four, five, six are referring to Maaseh Bereshit, and day seven is referring to Mashiach's times? It's funny. Right? That's what Nechem is saying. The first, on Sunday, Hashem ruled the world. All this is what we said Meaning, also, on Maseh Bereshit, Hashem rested. Why is it talking about Yom Shikul Shabbat? Let's say it's talking about the fact that Hashem rested. Right. Good? Yeah. Ketina. And they're arguing about Rav Ketina. Then Rav Ketina. Shita al-feshana ha-ve'alma. The world's going to exist for 6,000 years. Vechad charuf. And there's 1,000 years that this world is destroyed. Shneemar b'neskav adonai levado ba-yom ahu. Hashem will be alone on that day. On that day means on the day when Hashem destroys the world, Hashem is alone. Abaye Omer Abaye says, Trecharuf. No, there's 2,000 years of destroyed worlds. Shneemad, Yechayenu Miyomayim. Hashem will bring us out Miyomayim after two days. Each day is 1,000 years. And therefore, he says there's 2,000 years of them. So therefore, Behuda holds that the, the, the world is destroyed for only 1,000 years. And therefore, it makes sense to say Yom Shikulo Shabbat because it's only 1,000 years that the whole world is destroyed. But according to Nechemia, the world is destroyed for 2,000 years. So you can't say Yom Shikul Shabbat. You would have to say Yomayim, two days Shikul Shabbat. Therefore, he's learning that the, the, the Shavi'i is the Hashem Shabbat. It's, of course, Maaseh Bereshit and not for the 1,000 years going forward. Why come to Shirab Yaakov? Which one? He holds 1,000 years. You, you, now, you, really, you could say that he holds 1,000 years too and he just wants to do it because he wants the thing to go smooth. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what you, that's what you're asking, right? Okay, I think somebody says that also question also. Somebody asked that question too. Hold on. I guess the time can get to it later. Yes, okay. Pnei Yeshua says, 
They would say Haziz Lach. Now, if you look at Rashi, Rashi will tell you Haziz Lach. They would say Haazinu. They basically take, take Haazinu. And again, we're asking now, what, what do you say on Musaf Shabbat? So they would have a rot, uh, there was Haazinu Hashemayim, and they, they, they go to different ones. Shirat Haazinu, they switch into six parts, right? There's Haazinu. Right? Then Zachor, Zachor Yomot Olam, then Yarkiveo, Yarkiveo, So we take Ha'azinu, we cut up in six parts, and that's what they say. Parashat Ha'azinu? Yes, Parashat Ha'azinu, the beginning. You know how it's written like a shir? Okay. That parasha, we split, split it up, and it tells you exactly where we split it. This Hazizlach is the acronym of where we split it up, up to. Okay? And we say that on that at that time. Okay? In the Bet Mikdash. You have to know this, by the way, because you got to be, you know, in Bet Mikdash, you have to know what to do. Okay. The same way they split by Levim, that's how we split in the Aliyot and Shul. The same way the Levim split up, that's how we split up in Shul. Yes. Okay. Which means that usually the rabbi can pick wherever he wants to stop. But when it comes to Hazinu, the Gemara is telling you that you have to split it up this way. Okay. Should I tell us every time there's Hazinu? Yeah. Says, Bimincha de Shabbat of Mayumim. What do you do on Mincha on Shabbat? What do they say? I'm a Biochan, Az Yashir. Says, you do Az Yashir. Umikha Mocha, the Az Yashir. Says, you do Az Yashir, and Mika Mocha, and Az Yashir. Shiratayam, Mika Mocha, till the end of the Shah. And Az Yashir is Alebeir and Ula in Bamidbar. Ibailu asked the question, Hani kulu When we say these things, do we say them every Shabbat? All of them? All six? Or maybe only do it on one? Okay. Meaning, we just split this into uh, three things. You say, Az Yashir, and Az Yashir. That's on Minchav Shabbat. And when we spoke about Musaf on Shabbat, we say that. The, the six things of Hazinu. Yeah. Are we saying all six or we're taking turns taking one one this week, one next week, one that then Tashma bring your proof. The time you have a bright that says Omar Biosi Ad Shadishuna Omerit Achat while the first one's being done, Shinyachos Shtain, the second one is done again. Right? Shmamina call Shab the Shota Mirichad. Shmamina. So it must be that every week you do only one. Right, what does that mean? That means in the time it takes to finish the whole thing. The length it takes to complete the Musaf cycle once, six weeks. That minute I made is completed twice. Ah, because that's three. And then we'll be doing one each uh, other week, I guess, with the, for the Minchatu. Right. right. So that, therefore, taking that, that long to finish the whole thing. Okay? There were six. Journeys that the Shekhinah took, Mikrai, from the Pasuk, and so, and connected that, the Sanhedrin got kicked out, which means when Hashem destroyed the Beit HaMikdash, he slowly got rid of, of, of the Shekhinah from Kali Yisrael. And we can see it from the Pasuk. And the Sanhedrin also took 10 Galut. When the Sanhedrin got kicked out of the Beit HaMikdash, normally they're supposed to be in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Lashkat HaGazit. 
and they slowly end up getting kicked out of the in ten steps. Similarly, there's ten. The Shekhinah also took ten steps in leaving Klaisa. How do we see them? Esed Masaot. There were ten steps. Nasa Shekhinah Mikai. Says Makaporet the Kruv. From the the Shekhinah is on the Kaporet and moved to the Kruv. Kaporet is the, is the base of the Aron, then the Kruv. The Kruv is the angels. The angels. the Kruv, and from one Kruv to the next Kruv. When we Kruv the Miftan, from the Kruv to the Miftan to the threshold of Bet Megash. Threshold of the of the Kodesh. Miftan lechatzer, Miftan to the chatzer, mechatzer lemezbeach, mezbeach legag, mezbeach to the gag, umigag lechoma, umichoma leir, to the city of Yerushalayim, umiir lehar from the here to Har Zetim, umihar lemidbar from the Har to the desert, midbar altav yashvam mekoma from the midbar it went up to its place. Shneimar elech ashuva mekomi, I will go, I will go, and I will return to my place. How do we know that it went that the, that, the, that it went to all these places? So we have pesukim. It's that I'm going to be there and I'll talk to you from Al-Kaporet. It says that he got onto the Kruv and he ran away. So you see, he went to the Kruv. It says it went from the Kruv and it went to the Miftanavite, to the, the threshold of the house. The house was full of Hashem's... Um, Spirit and therefore it means he went to the house. These pesukim are not in order, but you see that, that, that there was a time that was there. Right. Okay, that's a nevuot that says that. It says it's, the pasuk says it's better to be on the on pinat gag than to be with eshet uh, with with the wrong type of woman. Migag the Choma from the Gag Choma Tiv Hinea Shemitzava Chomat Anach, Mechoma the ear, the Tiv Kola Shem La Iri Kare, the voice of Shem is called out to the city, so it sounds like it's in the ear. Umi ear Lahar from the city to the mount to the to the Har, the Tiv Vayal Kvoda Shem Al Toha ear Vayamur Al Hahar, Ashen Miken Lear. It was on the mountain which is on the east of the city, which is the Har as a team. Umihal Midbar, the Tiv Tov Shevet Meeris Midbar. It says it's better to be in, in, in desert, just similar to Tov Shevet Alpinat Gag, right? From the Midbar, it went up to its place. I'm going to go back to my place. Good. Rehokhan also says, For six months, the Shekhinah waited in the Midbar, when they didn't do the Teshuvah, he said, let them suffer. The eyes of wicked would look and and uh, they won't have any way to run and their hope will become agony. Beautiful. Not beautiful, but whatever. It went from, when we have a tradition that Sanjin went to, to 10 different places. Number one, it went to the Shkatazit, that's where it always was supposed to be, in the Bet Mekdash. It went to the Chanut. Which is the Harabite. Mechanut to Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim to Yavne. That's when we get kicked out to Yavne. That's when Yerushalayim was the guy's time. Umi Usha to Yavne. Umi Yavne to Usha, then Usha to Yavne. Went back to Yavne. Umi Yavne to Usha, then back to Usha. Umi Usha to Shafaram. They went to Shafaram. Shafaram to Bet Sharim. Bet Sharim to Tzipori. Bet Tzipori to Tiberia. U Tiberia, Amukamikon. Tiberia was the depth, the deepest one of all of them. Shneimar. Bishafaltam, and it's about because it was the. 
you will sink down to the lowest spot. That's the Sanhedrin? That's Sanhedrin, yes. I mean, the, the Jewish people? Or? The Jewish Sanhedrin ended up getting kicked out of where it's supposed to be on Harabite and ended up the last place in Tavaya. That's the last place. During the time of Amoraim, they were in Tavaya. The Sanhedrin was just moved around the Yes, the Sanhedrin that's making all the, the leap years and the months. The Sanhedrin had to, had to get kicked out by the Romans to get all the places with the political stuff to get kicked out. But with 10 different spots. Rebbe Lezer, man, 6 kilot. Shneemar, ki ashtak yoshvei marom, ki yan eskiva yashpila yashpila ad arts v'yigeno ad afar. So they explain that all these things, ki ashtak yoshvei marom, ki yan eskiva yashpilena, yashpila ad arts, all those words are indicating six different things. Okay, bring it down, lowering it, lowering it to the ground, brought it down, and dust. Each one of those things is one another one. Yochanan says that from the dust, Hashem is going to bring us out to Yerushalayim. Shake off the dust and bring us back. That's one of the reasons we used to say that on in, they put that in Lechad Zodi because it's the Pasuk that's reminding us that shake off the dust because since it says Hashem threw us in dust we shake off the dust and we're going to visit Hashem one day go back says the Mishnah I'm going to get away with this let's work Mishnah Amr B'Shua Ben Korcham V'od Zot Etkin Yerushalayim Zakai Sh'afil Rosh Betin B'chol Makom Sh'yohadim Holchim Ela Makom Abad No matter where the Rosh Betin is Everyone goes only to the place where the betin is. Meaning, if the bet, let's say the, betin, the rosh betin is not here, we go to the actual courthouse. The actual courthouse, and not to, that's a Rosh Mitzakai's thing. there was a woman. She was summoned to judgment to Amemar in Nahardai. Okay. but Amemar wasn't there. Amemar wasn't Mechusa. And she didn't want to follow him to Mechuzah. Katab Pitcha Ilave, Ameymar wrote a star that put her in Cherem because she didn't follow him. She was, she, he had summoned her to come to Betin. She got to the place and Ameymar wasn't there and she didn't want to follow him. And Ameymar put him in Cherem. Says, I'm a layer of Asher Ameymar. So Asher told Ameymar, they only have to go to Beit Avad. So why are you putting this woman in heaven? She doesn't have to go to your Mechuzah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why Edut HaChodesh, who said this was to go there. Because if you make them follow Rosh Pratin, people are going to be upset. The Loveh is considered a debtor, a servant to the creditor, and therefore he has to come. And therefore you're right. But that's what, you, what, you, what you're saying is only for Edut HaChodesh. And there's a question, how come they mention, they, they should just say, it, meaning, is it only because we don't, want, we don't want the next witnesses next month not to want to come? Meaning, is it because we had a special rule that we don't want the, the witness of the Chodesh to have to go follow the guy around? And if so, then everything else, you have to follow the, the Rosh Bratim. Or is it specifically by Lovah, that you have to go to the Beit Din. Right. And, and otherwise, everything else, you, everything else, you don't have to go. Right. They, they, they go back and forth on that. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. And Kohanim Rishayim la'alot b'sanadim l'duchan. Kohen can't go up with the sandals to do Birkat Kohanim. Sounds familiar to you? Mm-hmm. 
I know somebody who took off his, his shoes for the first time this week. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so we just happened to be doing this this week. It's nothing to do with it. No, no coincidence. This is one of the nine takanot of Yocham Zakai. What are the nine takanot? She, the high pirka, six in this pirk. And one for the first pirk. The one from the first pirk is what we said before that um, the people could break Shabbat only in Nisan and Tashri after the Bet Magdash. That was the last pirk. And we have six that we mentioned these Mishnayot. Okay. Break so Shabbat. They, they, normally, you could break Shabbat every time. What, they used to break. They used to break Shabbat to come tell the tell the bet, tell the betin that, that they saw the new moon. Did they light the fire, Annie? No, no. Break Shabbat to come tell them. The, the witnesses have to dr- travel. They have to go out of those. Yeah, yeah. The, the, right, travel or whatever on a donkey, whatever they have to do, right? But after Bet Magdash was destroyed, the Takanav comes out. They only do that on. They only do that for Nisan and Tishri, but not for any other month because we don't need to know so badly any other month because. Anyway, there's no there's no korban. You figure it out. No, there's no korban, and only for Pesach and and what's it called? We need to know. Pesach, Pesach and Sukkot. Pesach and Sukkot. Right. Rosh Hashanah. and Sukkot is the same month. Okay, that's what they said. So that that those are those are the the six and one is seven, right? We said there's nine, right? Ve'idach. What's the eighth one? The tiny we learned. Ger shes ger b'zman If you have a ger who converts it nowadays. He has to set aside a rova, half a shekel, for kino. Normally, a ger is supposed to bring with him. In time of the Bet he had to bring, besides for dipping in the mikveh and, and, and brit milah, he would also have to bring a korban. And the korban used to cost, was two, two doves, and it would cost a quarter of a shekel. Nowadays, Rabbi Yechom Zakai made a thing that you have to separate the money for that and hold the money until the Bet is rebuilt. Really? Yes. That was the Tikhana. The rabbis tell that rule that you have to set aside the money. Why? Because they're worried that they're going to mess up people. How is it going to mess up people? Because money, what are you going to do with it? Bethlehem is not being built for 2,000 years. You're going to hold the money. You're going to give it to your kids. So one, so one day someone's going to take their money and buy, buy a lollipop with it. And that money is holy money set aside for a korban. So the rabbis made a thing that we stopped this. Yeah, yeah. And they, 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 it was too dangerous. The Idach, yeah. What's the what's the ninth one? Papa What the ninth one is? Papa says that that, that uh, the thing is karen which means that on the fourth year fruits, which normally have to be in your right? Um, fruits, which normally have to be in your shalim, right? Um, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Tomorrow we'll say. And Rambam says lashon shel zorit, and he says it's lashon shel. We're going to explain both of them right now. I'm sorry, tomorrow is going to say in a second. Papa Amar karen The time we learned. The rule is the fourth year fruits have to be brought to Yerushalayim. You know about this, right? Yeah. Fourth year. After Orla, you bring them to Yerushalayim to, to use them. Most people would never bring them up because it's too much translation cost. So instead, they would just switch the money for, switch the fruits for money and bring the money to Yerushalayim and buy fruits in Yerushalayim. Much easier than, than transporting. Yeah. Okay. But the rabbis didn't want that because if you do that, if you, everyone does that, then Yerushalayim will be a place where everyone's buying all fruits because everyone has tons of money to buy fruits. And the shuks of Yerushalayim will be all emptied of fruits because there's no fruit there. So the rabbis made a thing that anyone who lives in a certain radius of Yerushalayim, you are not allowed to, we're not going to let you redeem your stuff. We're going to make you bring it in order that Yerushalayim, when people come on the holidays, should be full of fruit. Yeah. Okay? 
you understand, it's negative and positive. And if we if we if we leave things the way they are, Yerushalayim will be much worse because there'll be no fruits. Because no everyone's got money and everyone's wants to buy fruits. And if we if we switch it, it'll be packed because everyone's got fruits and and there's not enough people buying because so they want they, they make it specifically this, this radius, radius bring your stuff. Bring it, right. They're not going to make the guys who are far bring it. They can make the guys close bring it. That's what they do. Okay, right. That that was number nine according to our Papa, right. If you live with one day's journey to every in every direction, you have to bring it. This is the boundary of the radius. Elat Elat in the south, the Akrabat and Akrabat in the north, Lord Lord on the west, the Jordan River on the east. What's the reason? In order that Yishlam should be full of perot. It had a fourth year vineyard. In the east of Lud, near Kfar Tavi. wanted to abandon it to the poor people. Tamidim told him, Rebbe, he was going to abandon it because he didn't want to pay the money for transportation. It's not worth it for me. I'm bringing to Yishalayim, but I don't want to, forget it. I'm mafkirit. Let the Anim deal with it. Bring it to Yishalayim. Okay? And then when they told him, no, Rebbe, the rabbis already allowed it. Who's the friends? So you see that Yishalayim was less, his ninth thing. Everyone knows he had nine takanot. The ninth one was Kenemavai, according to a puppy. Okay? No, he says no. The ninth one was not the ninth one was the strip of red wool. What's the strip of red wool? But it's not in the beginning. When the, when the Quengalo would go and coach Kashim, they would tie a strip of red wool. He'll be in, and if it turned white, the people were happy. That means that they were forgiven. If it didn't turn white, then everyone was upset. So they made a rule. They would tie it on the inside so people don't get upset. People would stick their head in to see what's going on, to see if it's white or not. Again, if they were, if it wasn't, no, still it out. yes. They would tie half of it to the rock and half of it to the head of the goat that's being pushed off, and therefore no one's there, and therefore only that guy's going to see it. And according to Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, this is the ninth takana of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Why does Reb Nachman agree that it's Karamavai? What's wrong with Karamavai? Why does he hold it's this, this white wool and not the Karamavai wool? I'll tell you. He doesn't agree that to him because in the story, the rabbis who argue with him was the rabbis who argued with him and says, Remember the story was the, 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 the rabbi Rabbi Eliezer has a has a field, and he he despaired of bringing it to Yerushalayim, so he was about to mafkir it, and they told him no, your friends <laughs> allowed it. Now we're saying your friends are Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, but it doesn't make sense because Rabbi Eliezer's Rebbe was Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, not not it wasn't his friend. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai was his Rebbe, not his friend. So why would they tell him your your friends allowed it? They would say. Your Rebbe allowed it. Your Rebbe allowed it. So therefore, he wants to say that that, Rabbi Nachman is saying that, that that wasn't the ninth one. The ninth one was the red, was the red wool. 
because otherwise, why would they tell this rabbi that your friend's allowed it? It's not, it's his rabbi. Good. So, what does the other rabbi say? What do you mean? He says, no. Meaning, they're saying like this. Imagine you're talking to you. The students are talking to him, telling him that Rabbi Yochum Zakai allowed it. Now, they know Rabbi Yochum Zakai is their is Rebbe. Is their Rebbe's Rebbe. But it's Ayyub to tell your rabbi, your rabbi allowed it. It's like you're pulling rank on them. You have to call your Rebbe's rabbi his friend. Right. Because it, it, you're indicating that someone's higher than your Rebbe, which is not nice. And therefore, says your Papa, that really was the ninth one. And this, that they, that, that they called him the friend, is just because, right? They're like respect. Out of respect, exactly. Right. Good. So why does your Papa not agree with the Red Wolf thing? What's wrong with that? Says the Gemara. Amalek, I'll tell you. Well, let's leave this for tomorrow. I'm a lach We'll leave this for tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. We'll see the, the response why they don't learn like him. Okay. It's, a, it's the last part of the Mishnah.